already. You already know. It's your boy Jay, who the Prince, aka Rio. I got my main guy Ty. What it do, babe? Bro. What's good? What's good, bro? It's your boy, the real deal, Ty. You know we outside. Let's get it. And we have someone very, 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 very special. We have Rachel from London. How are you? Hello, hello. Hi, everyone. It's Rachel from London. <laughs> so you from London. I mean, you know you from London. Are you in London right now? Yes, I am in London right now. Central, North London, actually, to be precise. Okay. So you're in North London right now for just a day, and then you're in South London tomorrow, or is it like tonight type thing? How, how is it going? Yeah, no, so I I live in North London and I work in Central London, which is okay. about forty minutes away. So it's not too far, but yeah, I'm just pretty much in North London for the most part. Okay, okay. And you've been in London for how long? Like, oh, so I was living in Leeds a couple of months ago. So that's a different city in England, further up north. But I'm born and raised in London probably 25 years now so yeah Londoner at heart always been in London okay and like with London is that the only place like I know you said Leeds London but like is that the only side of the world you've been on or like so in terms of like countries I visited I'd say it's probably 11 I won't remember it off the top of my head but um countries I've lived in so um during my sophomore year of university um I studied at the University of North Carolina Wilmington where I met Ty that was a fun yeah pretty insane yeah would you agree Ty uh you know it's different (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's <laughs> One of the craziest awesome. years of my life. Right. Um, the year after, I moved to Barcelona to go to university out there, and then I did a six months internship. Um, the year after that, I moved back to London to finish my final year of university. And then a week after graduation, I moved to Malta, which is um, a country in Europe that's next to Italy, really, really nice island. And then from then on, my kind of like the company that I was working with then sent me to Qatar in the Middle East and that was uh, an interesting time but then now I'm back in London intriguing intriguing yeah that that UNCW times was way different like you know <laughs> we, we done, we done, it, it seemed like it's been like 10 years removed but it's really like I only graduated really like almost two years ago and that's I never why forget I, yeah, it was, yeah, it's an experience. I could write a whole book about that. Yeah, to be fair. <laughs> nah, for real, for real. And I mean, cause you came, you said you came your sophomore year, right? Yeah. So, like, what was your experience like before? Like, cause I mean, I know we had spoke briefly before, but you said it was like a difference between university here and then, like, as far as the school structure, like in London versus the US. Yeah, so the campuses in London, or well, just in Europe in general, is very, very small. So it's nowhere near as big as Wilmington or any other probably universities in America. And then 
there there isn't much of a social aspect it's it's there but it's not like where people are heavy into it like sororities fraternities that's non-existent in the uk i think just social clubs and really hanging out with people on campus that is there but it's not as heightened as it is in the us i think going to like college or what university as we call it is seen as more of a, a bigger deal in the us than in the uk that kind of makes sense because um i think for us it's the government gives everyone a loan so it's very easy to go to university and you just pay it back once you're earning whereas i guess there's a bit more barriers or hurdles to going to university in america so i can see why that's you know celebrated it's really really a big deal once you know people are there what do you what do you guys think did i did i get that right at all or not <laughs> i think you got well, I, 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 I gotta be honest with you. I was just in awe of how you sound, so I was just in a trance. So I don't really know what you said. <laughs> I just gotta pick my jaw off the floor here. So let me pay attention for real now. <laughs> I really, to um, I don't want to change the subject because I, I really do admire admire your voice and your sound and your very your ambition of what you've been doing and what ty has been telling me i just it's just been an incredible story so i don't want to really change the subject but i've got to ask you far as the ambition the fact that you are well traveled is there a type of different drive because you have seen more of the world than the average person yeah i'd say from just meeting different people and kind of like seeing you know where people are at i think when you're from a city regardless of whether it's big or small you you only know what you know and you only really know from the people let or learn from the people around you and if you are around you know the same people who are from your you know your neighborhood you go to the same schools you're not really being educated you know in a way that could benefit you like largely in the future so i found that being in london being around the same people yes we all wanted to do the same thing but there was a whole different world out there that i feel like i had no idea existed so um for example when i was going to university in Wilmington that we had like this business school day and then we had all of these big banks from like Wall Street come down. I think General Motors or General Electronics came down and I had never heard of this company company. Like I probably heard of Wall Street but I didn't really know about it as much until like that whole session we had. So I was just like, oh wow, this is a whole massive world. And then when I moved to kind of like Barcelona and Qatar I think that's when I started to learn more about technology and how that's trans going to transform the world and everybody who's kind of like not in on tech is going to be like really left behind. So I think that's more of it in a nutshell and just kind of like meeting people from different cultures and what they've experienced and you know how their life has been has been very very eye opening so yeah I definitely say that. Excellent. And would you also say you said if people, I mean, it sounds like a generic statement, but it sounds like it goes be beyond levels because you, the technology and the people who do not get on board with the technology because we only meant to grow are going to be left behind. It yeah. sounds like you have seen more of it than the average person. So we're still yeah. stuck on phones, probably. You know, like, yeah, but you, <laughs> you've seen things that's probably game changing. Could you elaborate? 
Yeah, so I'd say in the, the realm of like artificial intelligence and machine learning, that's kind of like a conversation that's ongoing. But I've met people who are doing, you know, their PhD in it. In it. Um, yesterday I was at like a, a tech um, summit and I, I met a girl that makes prosthetic arms and um, like fingers that you can control with your thumb for people who don't, you know, don't have, you know, limbs. And that's wow. controlled through like you know technology, and it's just like oh. it's absolutely mind blowing. It's like how does this exist? And you you know you'd never know unless you step out of kind of like your area, your comfort zone, and you know you you kind of like put yourself around people you'd never you know ever speak to on a daily basis. Wow, absolutely. That's that's amazing, and it makes me think of Rachel to to yeah. for a person to associate with you. How? could so do you do you get a lot of people that are intimidated by you <laughs> well leader well, right, like, like, leader right Ty, here. were you right. intimidated by me when you met me awesome um, i mean i would say nah, i'm not I, honestly i, I was I, very I was, intimidated he told me yeah like i mean yeah i was shivering in my boots you know but i was really afraid but no, like when we first met, like it was just really cool. Like I, I, I was, I, I could say to an extent, I, I ain't gonna say all the way intimidation, but more so really fascinated because like at first, like as far as like even being able to talk to you now and and, and be able to hear you pronounce all the words and not like miss a beat. <laughs> like I know when I remember, I know I probably asked you to say like one word, like yeah, times, like so like that's that was one of the biggest things, you know, that was crazy to me as far as like you know me and you and everything but other than that like i always knew that you was like you know definitely you know top class for sure for sure but oh, um uh, i definitely you know want to be on your team i'll put it that way definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't know, meeting people, I think I could, sometimes I could be full on because I'm a people person. I would speak to anyone and everyone. I'd speak to a tree if I didn't have anyone to speak to. You know what I mean? Sure. And I think people don't realize how much, you know, we can learn kind of like from each other and people you don't, you know, think that you'd be able to learn from. I think just, you know, just kind of like generating conversation. That's what I'm about. And, you know, I've, every day is a school day. Like that saying is very played out, but I think it's true. And I think if you just go by that every day is a school day kind of like um, phrase, you, you'll just learn so much and just be picking up so much gems from just random people. Yeah. I would say um, just talking to you now, it makes, it makes me want to elevate. <laughs> you know like wow uh, so i could definitely I'm, I'm, I'm sorry right 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 uh, that great song. <laughs> i could definitely see like bit the um the the uh, amount not the amount but the type of caliber of people that you're around can have a great influence on you so it does make yeah. sense for people to be around people to elevate themselves so if you're a very culture yeah so if you're very culture such as yourself it makes you makes you want to be motivated to explore motivated to better yourself to be the best you that you could possibly be just yeah. so you can play on the same playing field as your peers <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And I feel like if you're so when I moved back from like wrong, well, I did. I left long term, a, a whole different person. Like 
really mind blown. So I moved back and then I started to look around, you know, look at the people around me. And I think it's really hard to do as individuals because sometimes you, you grow apart from people and then sometimes you realize, okay, are these people the people that I really should be be around? Like, is, is this, you know, is this meant to be? So then I, I did stop speaking to, well, fell out of friendship with quite a few people because I just felt like it just, it just wasn't meant to be. And, I think there comes a time in life that we will all be on different paths and you know some people wouldn't want to be in the same path as you i was going back to my some the friends that i had at the time telling them how much i've learned and what i'm really interested in and they were just in a whole different time zone than me and then that's when i kind of looked at that situation and felt okay you know we can still be friends but friends from a distance and i need to be around people who are interested in my ideas and people who i can have these conversations with so i think that's important to know as well Fantastic. And, I, and I made the I made the list, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I was picking that the whole time. I said Tasha being very grateful. <laughs> I'm like, look, I, I heard the list. I'm like, let me make sure my name is there. Well you gotta okay. you gotta be on the list. I mean we're talking to her right now, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like and I know you said that you came in and left two different people so like could you elaborate you know like maybe like one or two of the biggest you know things on your outlook perspective or you know like how you shaped everything to you know coming in versus leaving oh this is a good question let's think I think I was a bit more reserved before I moved to the US and like down south everyone has like a larger than life like in your face personality Sure. <laughs> and then you met a boy from Brooklyn, of course. I, that was, no, that was not my boyfriend. <laughs> someone else's boyfriend. But yeah, it was. Someone I think else. it was networking. That, no, that was someone else's boyfriend. <laughs> I was not involved in that situation. Uh, but I could speak to um, some situations where you know there was multiple parties involved. Can't you, Ty? Or was that a conversation for another day? Mm, it depends on what you mean it's a go though but you know let's you know go ahead that song all i'm going to say is b-o-b feet um tired on a sign paranoid oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> well Whoa. i'll put it like this i the person i came in as at UNCW, you know, I ain't leave the same person. <laughs> there we go. I'll put it that way. <laughs> wow. These st- backstories are sounding very interesting. <laughs> I don't hey, know what listen. y'all talking about. I'm not going to put him on blast. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like, Explosions. this is very international. Like, you know, yeah. right now. Like, you got to be careful. Like, you know, yeah. international rules ain't the same, you know? They're different. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Back to the question. Yeah, so I think um, in terms of networking and speaking to so many different people, I think UNCW definitely did bring that out of me. And I think even in class, so in my classes, I was one of sometimes the only black person. And for me, that's just the weirdest thing ever. Like that was a massive shock to me. And I, there was a lot of white people at the university and um, when I pictured American universities I thought it'd be like Zoe 101 that show where it's pretty diverse nah. but then everyone was like oh you came to a PWI there's a HBCU and I had no idea what you know these acronyms meant but oh, I wow. definitely couldn't understand yeah that is a huge different perspective so in London yeah. 
it's different yeah it's everyone just goes to university <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not yeah there's no like hbcu pwi or anything like that wow so the segregation and things of that nature is still very prominent in america but when you look at a worldly standpoint it's not a, it's not like that is what you're saying no so funny story so i think it was the first week time correct me if i'm wrong there was um this party on this street i'm pretty sure it's called rose street and um ty is driving i believe ty is driving and then there are like just the houses down the road and then we see a house with a confederate flag and right. um i think someone in the car leah a girl mentions oh look they've got a confederate flag and i'm I held my hands up, super ignorant. I don't think they taught this in school. I just wasn't paying attention. I was like, yeah, so what's wrong with that? And then Ariel was like, oh my gosh, you don't know what a Confederate flag is and things like that. And I'm just like, no. Your accent alone tells us that you're different. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She may not, you know what I'm saying? That was a shock to me wow see look at that like that that speaks volumes because different we will in america we would say that america is the world but in all actuality it's not compared to what you're saying because you're in london things are different things are diverse and things yeah. are very cultural and worldly and sound a bit more advanced but then when you come to america we still deal with things like a confederate flag and you don't even know what it is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, for real though. Like it was a point in time where, when I was younger, like I remember being like in middle school and I see a Confederate flag, and all I knew was it was on. Like what was wearing it, it, it was about to get knocked out. But, but <laughs> you know, but more that, understanding, you know, that's that's past. But I yeah. think that's very remarkable because the key to a successful life or a key to an enriching life is to be worldly you know like to get outside of your box get outside of your comfort zone and get outside of your four walls and see the world because the world is bigger than the minute issues that we deal with on a daily basis if we can get past that and travel and do the things that rachel has done and is doing or just be a part of different things that with more diversity i think we will have a different perspective on life would you agree absolutely absolutely so i would say this to rachel yeah when you it doesn't sound like you have time to be in relationships (laughs) (laughs) how do you balance it's uh it's tricky so when i was okay so when i was at uncw i wasn't in a re- I wouldn't call it a relationship. I would call them like short stints. But it wasn't it me. It was a deep friendship. It was a deep friendship. <laughs> but it wasn't me. It was them. Like, oh my gosh, American guys. It's just a whole other type of story. Oh my god. Uh, elaborate, uh, please, um, please elaborate. <laughs> Yeah, so, the so much drama yeah. that I didn't know why we were like in the middle of. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah, it was just wild. I was just finding myself in these situations. Like, there was a guy, I can tell this story. So, there was a guy, so before I started UNCW, um, 
I was on like Twitter doing like the hashtag um, UNTW17 or whatever and I was following like people and then there was this guy who followed me and he's like yeah he's um I think he said he's a senior or junior there doing engineering bear in mind UNTW doesn't have an engineering course for seniors or juniors it stops at sophomore I had no idea so he said yeah he's on campus whatever we meet up when i get there super nice guy um but it was really weird because we never saw each other during classes and he said oh he does online classes i said okay that's fine because i have an online class very believable and then he'd say oh you go into like lunch at wag which was like our dining hall and it's like yeah they're serving like mac and cheese and buffalo chicken and i'd be like okay i'd go i'd see you later so we did see each other but it was like mainly in the evenings so i didn't think anything was dodgy with that until um our friend Brittany ty oh. was just like well it's isn't it well that you haven't seen him like during like the day and on campus and i'm like well no people have lives <laughs> <laughs> and then so she does this whole facebook stock of him and turns out he, he oh because she did engineering so she knew that that was dodgy sure. so um turns out that he didn't go to um our university he went to like the community college that was downtown he was like five or six years older than he said he was he doesn't wow. even live in Wilmington and he's like a manager like at a sam's club or something like that <laughs> oh, this is the craziest shit ever <laughs> wow yeah no, that was crazy so he made up this whole story to yeah. be at the campus the American yeah. for cave, the cave, whatever they call it. It was really believable because he followed, I think he even followed Ty, he followed everyone I knew on like Twitter and that like, people would speak to him and he'd actually like be on campus playing basketball with some of the guys. So it was just so believable. True. And then when we confronted him, he was just like, why are you mad? And I'm just like, okay, this is, this is psycho, some real psycho shit. <laughs> Yeah, I left that like. But like generally in relationships now. Um What do you yeah. what do you look for in or if you even are looking right now, so what do you look for in a, a mate? Uh good question. I don't know. I'd say you're I mean pretty ambitious. I think for me, so I have a a nine to five really secure well-paid well like job but in the back of my mind i'm thinking i'd want to be an entrepreneur and i want to kind of like i'm all for like generational well side hustles and things like that and then if i meet someone that's not but has a really good job i'm just like well you're not really ambitious vicious or motivated to do any to like turn your life around <laughs> so <laughs> it's a bit of a tricky one i think so i'm like single now and i mean it's it's not easy to like date when you're trying to do all of these big things and then you know you meet people who aren't on that level correct so yeah well it, i didn't want to say it was obvious that you were single at this moment but i didn't see how <laughs> you, <laughs> you go to be in a relationship if you're so busy with all these magnificent things and so if you yeah, it's well i don't know how it is in london because when y'all talk amongst each other, I mean, I'm pretty sure no one is fascinated how the other one sounds. You see what I'm saying? So the fact yeah. that and we over here in America, to, share, to hear you talk, 
it's just fascinating to us because it sounds like we're talking to Tomb Raider. You know what I'm saying? So we're just like. Well, that's the same with you guys when you guys come over here. Everyone will be like the same with you. Oh, they want us to keep talking? Yeah, like 100%. Like, yeah. Every time I meet someone American, I do the same exact thing, even though I was there for a year. No way. No way. Yeah. That would be 100% the same for you guys. 100%. So we all on the, we all on this show amazed at each other right now. Yeah, basically. Your grace, your grace. That's fantastic. So, do you regret any of the decisions that you've made to your ambition, to your goals right now? Do you be like, I wish that um, I could be more social, or I wish that um, I could go harder and elaborate, Terrell? But I was gonna say, like, you feel like you you miss anybody from UNCW and stuff like that, like. Basically, what he was saying, you know. Do you know, I missed that. Yeah, like I think it went by so fast and so much happens. But I think during that year of UNCW, I think that's when I became, I came into myself and I knew myself. So yeah. I think when you're not in that environment anymore and you're not around people like me, like Ty, I'd be in Ty would hang out all the time with a few of our other friends. And like we're in this whole world trying to figure things out, you just kind of like reminisce and think, oh, I miss those times when we think, oh, yeah. That. yeah. So I definitely miss that. But I think there's always days where I think we can all go harder. So, um, do you guys listen to like Les Brown or Eric Thomas on YouTube? Of course. Shout out ET. Yeah. They are the best motivational speakers ever, and. Um, uh. There's one thing Les Brown said, and he said, oh, like, the graveyard is the richest, like, place on this earth, because, and they should write on people's graves and not used up, because you, so many people die with, you know, their ideas, and, you know, a lot of ideas that could have transformed and impacted the world, not even their life, but they just right. took it to their graves because they just didn't work on it. So that plays around in my head, like, every day, like, oh, what else can I be, can I be doing? Like, I don't want to be working nine to five my whole life. Well, with that being said, though, like, as far as, you know, the ambition, I know we was talking about as far as, like, America and here, uh, as far as in London and over there in the UK, like, is it, like, a lot of, like, independent entrepreneurial businesses? Like, is the temperature the same as it is in America right now, where, you know, a lot of people want to start their own businesses and be small business owners? Like, is that temperature always been, like, part of the UK culture? Or, like, you know, did you notice that more so here and then you taking it back? Like, how was that, you know, transition? Good question. No, it's it's a very American-like thing to do. And I don't know why it is, but... So, like, a lot of the people I follow on Twitter are American. And, like, the dream for me would be to obviously have a successful company and, like, move to Silicon Valley or somewhere in America. But in the UK, it's not hitting as hard. And I, I don't know why. I think maybe because... I'm in London, so it's kind of like the equivalent to New York where it's nine to five grind, very rat race. And we've been conditioned to think that we need to, you know, go to university, get a good job, stay for, there for like 20, 30 years and retire on a pension. And I think that that is still ingrained in so, so many people's lives. I think we're still under that kind of spell of capitalism. Whereas in America, there are so many successful businesses around you. You see it kind of like every day you hear the stories and there isn't, people aren't, the funding in the US, I mean the UK is not 
you know, nowhere near as there in the, in the US where venture capitalists, you know, pump so much money into companies, whereas the UK it was still, you know, I feel like we're just very, very behind. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I would have thought the complete opposite. No. The American dream still exists. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the UK, though, that's crazy. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. Well, it's getting there. It's definitely getting there, especially amongst um, black people. So um, there's a lot of black, you know, techies, coders, people who are interested in, in the industry, you know, getting together, you know, putting on our own summits and our tech conferences and, you know, helping, you know, one another, you know, get in there. So the black scene is really thriving, which I'm really happy about. Wow. So it sounds like true black excellence over there. Yeah, we're getting there. It's about time. <laughs> dope. That's and really I mean, dope. what you about to say, real? Nah, that's very dope. That's amazing. Nah, for sure, for sure. And uh, speaking to that, like, I know you said you was at a tech summit. Like, can you dig into that a little bit more? Like, as far as, you know, what that's about and, you know, the coding and, you know, the tech world and the industry, you know, on both sides. What you think of it? Yeah, so um, I think earlier on the show, January, I was actually in New York for Christmas, and I was like, well, I need to think of a new hobby, I need to like change my life, it's it's nice that I'm here for ho- on holiday, but I wish I could stay you know, a bit more, a nicer hotel, X, Y, Z, and I think someone said on Twitter, I, I'm, I'll find this quote and send it to you guys when I remember, but it was like, the only way for for black people to get wealth now is tech that's like the fastest mm. and the best way for black people to level up that we all need to like educate ourselves on this because this is a one lifetime opportunity you know in the u.s they're paying six figure roles for people who are just starting out in tech in some companies like there are so many startups and the demand is crazy so i think in london alone i think it was like two million up to two million or more tech jobs will just go unfulfilled because Uh. there's a shortage of people so i decided okay let me just see where i can learn by myself and there are so many free online courses so um codecademy.com is one and free code camp is another one so um i started teaching myself how to code and through that i started to go to different coding workshops and like summits so um a month ago i went to like a black history month event um, Facebook. So in the UK, our Black History Month is in October. <laughs> oh wow! Strangely, yeah. Can you, can you elaborate on it? Yeah. I have no idea why. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was not till February. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so ours is in October, and every year it dies. I feel like it's just getting silent and silent every year, unfortunately. Mm. But yeah so facebook put on a really like big event with like really senior people in facebook and in, you know different companies and they came to like speak to us and empower us as like you know black people um and then yesterday was the next big summit i went to it was called um lesbians who tech and ally summit it's the biggest female summit in america and then they brought it down in london it's the third one in london and i had never been before um so i met so many like amazing women who are in like round breaking roles in industries and i was just soaking up the knowledge and just you know taking notes and that was that was pretty good so i'm yeah i'm really trying to kind of like break into the the tech role to tech world on the side of side projects and hopefully with my own company one day so yeah wow. that's excellent 
that's 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 excellent because to hear you say that um black history month is in october in the uk is it's different you know because it's over here it's february but i really wish that we knew the reasons why but i i would say that <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's black history now it makes me think it's black history even a worldwide thing yeah because yeah. like and i and i'm trying to think though because if you're saying that like is is halloween the same time in, in the uk because i'm trying to figure out is halloween and like black history month is are they like competing in that month like do they like i'm trying to you know think about it from like american perspective can you what's going on with that i'd say halloween is probably yes same the same month but they definitely shine a lot more light on halloween than black history now i think so what do you guys think so like i know a lot of these companies are like yeah diversity and inclusion and let's do a talk about it we've got these initiatives but i just i just think it's just a bit lazy yeah. yeah exactly right i think in the corporate america because we also are in corporate america but when you do the yeah. diversity i think they they made a push for the diversity because it's required due to the climate yeah. of the way things are going. I mean, a lot of people don't want to get sued. So they have yeah. to, you know, no percentages. Exactly. So they have to have quotas. They have to have certain people of color. You know what I'm saying? They have to make sure they have different lifestyles. They have to make sure that they are accommodating to different religions. So if you have Black History and Halloween within the same month, well, yeah, it's kind of different because uh, uh, all those spooky more, black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's it's really weird because some people would even argue the fact like why like what does that chick say Stacy Dad say why do we even have a Black History Month something like that which is uh. so ridiculous. Ugh. So we have Black History yeah. Month because you have to remember, you know what I'm saying? Because it's no different from the history that they teach us anyway. I don't know how it is in London or in the UK. But it's very yeah. valuable for you to remember. Because once you don't remember, it will repeat itself. And it's very different exactly. over here. Yes, it's very different over here in America. Like I said, I can't speak on London and in the UK. But it sounds like it's a different over there because there's a lot of diversity. But to have a Halloween in black history to compete with each other. Because Halloween, people love it. They like to party. They want to dress up. They eat candy. They have Halloween parties. It sounds really cool. Yeah. But if you got Black History Month, there is no real festivities for that. So people are going to cater more. I can see people catering more to the Halloween side of it. But the attention yeah. seemed like the light would die down. I want to know whose idea was it to have it in October. What is the significance of it? So that's, yeah, that's very that's interesting. True. Did something happen for in October for it to happen? Like, why is ours even in February? Well, at least you get longer days. <laughs> right. Uh, you get more days. Right. That's the that's the plus I see. Right. But other than that, over I here I think they did it despite us like to give us the shortest month of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like to give a history yeah. and really don't do it, you know? But I don't see us really competing with Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I feel feel like with America it's so deep rooted within like your culture. I mean I mean, black people, like, of course. But I think I never really felt it until I went to UNCW. So I think we, in the UK, we do, like, probably a year of black history. We talk about the movie Roots, slavery. 
and it doesn't really it means something but you don't really feel it because when you're living in london and it's so diverse and you've got friends of every culture you don't feel like hey oh my gosh like i'm black or it sticks out but when i went to it when i moved when i moved to north carolina even in like the classrooms and just walking around campus and learning about black history there i felt it a lot more yeah because it's different because like you you just answered the question and london is more diverse so being yeah. that diverse you were able to overcome the dark history over here yeah. they make you remember yeah. <laughs> yeah. aka confederate flag correct yeah. <laughs> so the elevation and diversity over here is, is taking a little longer than the uk you know what i'm saying so we strive to get there but they are deliberately making us remember and it kind of seemed like you know you should know your place so to speak even yeah. though we rise it's like oh you're gonna remember your place like but that's not even our place but anyway yeah. but um that's why people need to expand and talk to people like you and it's good to have like um to know friends like terrell has a well versed list of friends and to have you to hear your perspective is an eye-opener and it's very yeah. it's very encouraging like to hear you not experience the american experience being black is amazing yeah. it's very amazing to me because yeah. that's rare that's a unicorn to me right now because it's just like <laughs> <laughs> wow like wow she doesn't go through it you know what i'm saying like, that's true because when i mentioned to people oh yeah i did a year in america they said where in north carolina like they're just like oh like trump that's trump's america that's really red name <laughs> in london i was like i did not really like see all of that <laughs> i came when obama came maybe that's what why i just yeah, did right. it but i mean we see the flags and like ty did we like was there anything like, really big that stood up for you that year I mean, well, Trump actually ended up coming after you left, though. So he actually came to UNCW. So, oh, I wow. Mean, it was, it, it's kind of interesting. But, you know, my friends got stories. We got stories. Definitely, you felt it. Like, there's no question if you felt it being the only black person in classes yeah. and stuff like that. Like, you did it for a year, which was definitely painful. But, you know, I did it for four and a half. So, like, I got to see, like, a long list of it from the from the teachers, professors, whatever you want to call them, like to counselors, like, you know, you felt the difference. And like, and I mean, I don't know if it's cause like my persona or whatever, but when I came in there, like I wasn't really trying to change who I was other than my knowledge level, of course, but as far as like yeah. the, the way I walk and talk and stuff like that, like it was just a whole different outside world between me and you know, what was going on in between those classrooms and those halls, but in that city itself but i had a question for rachel the um some of the stereotypes you may have heard about america have you experienced those because she was oh. like some people you was like you came out here like in the south it's like in your face i've heard that before from people from other <laughs> countries you know what I'm <laughs> it's like we're, yeah. we're less than humble over here right <laughs> do you know one so like um what's an interesting story um i think the whole with i have an issue with your friend i have an issue with you type things that i've seen in like mean girls or like bring it on or like the movies i've i've come across like the real bitchy kind of stereotype oh, person okay. um that was interesting 
Right. That was very interesting. Um, <laughs> I can expand that a bit more. So, yeah. I think this is. I think I wanted to join a sorority. Oh, I wasn't sure which sorority I wanted to join because I didn't know there were white sororities and black sororities. So I was like, okay, this has become even more complicated. <laughs> and I think, yeah, one of the sororities that were in, I was interested in, um, she had a, a previous issue with one of the girls I was friends with on campus. And every time like I saw her, she would give me and my friend a look. And even when I was by myself, I got a look. So I was like, well, <laughs> that sorority looks like it's a no-go. <laughs> I'm just going to take this one out. And then yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, okay, well, let me choose my second sorority of choice. And I found out I actually had to pay like to be in the sorority. Wow. It was like a thousand. Um, so one thousand seven hundred dollars, and I was like, okay, this is really expensive, so maybe not. Oh, and then wow. my other friend that I met, she joined one of the white sororities, and I said, okay, so what do you do? And it, it just wasn't what I saw on TV. I wanted to like step and go to like cookouts and like tailgates and things like that. But yeah. Wow, that's interesting because. A lot of times we don't know a lot about the sororities and things of that nature. And I didn't know you had to pay to be in a sorority. Yeah, you have to pay your dues. Seventeen hundred dollars is a dues. Yeah, they told me. I think for like when you first join, you have to pay that, and I think there's like a membership thing. Yeah, membership fees. Yeah. The cake and is there any hazing in female sororities? Ooh. Yes. I mean, I didn't get through it, but I, I heard stories that they were, and that they said Could you elaborate, Rachel? I wouldn't say, like, hazing in terms of, like, 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 beating people up and making you down a bottle of vodka. It'd be like, I heard someone had to, like, carry bricks with them everywhere. Or, like, you'd have to, like, come out in the middle of the night to do some whatever activity they wanted you to do. Um, it is hazing by definition, but it's not something that I could see that really breaking me or really giving me a traumatic experience. But some people did and do face that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. real deal, have, why haven't you joined um, a sorority or not, not a sorority? A fraternity. But, <laughs> But um nah uh truth be told man I thought about it I gave some thought to it I gave honest honest long thought to it um but you know I just don't think like like kind of to like what Rachel was saying here like what you see on TV is not necessarily you know what's really going on when you you learn more about it um but yeah like and then going to a pwi like you know shout out to you know the whole mpac situation and organizations that are going because i like what they was doing but you know with me and my fit it just you know i wasn't going you know i i just didn't see I, my, my shape wasn't the same color i don't know it was just a big <laughs> difference like it's, it's, it was just a big difference for me um, because, like, I look up to the dudes there, but like yeah. the whole situation, like, like basically, like, long story short, it's like what I think it's like. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. It's a couple different organizations, but as far as during the time, I think there was only one or two uh, representing, but the the culture wasn't as strong 
And I think yeah. that if I would if I would have went to an HBCU, then you know I would have more than likely you know pledged. But other than that, being that I didn't go, you know my situation. Like, and honestly speaking, like I know the dudes that crossed when I was there, but it was mostly solos. Like it was really never. Yeah. It was always one person. Like, and that was that was really my my biggest thing too. Like it was always one person. Like the like for the first two three times that I seen it, it was only one person, and I was just like you know. I don't think that, you know, I would have as much value in that process, you know, on the outside looking in because it would have been like me by myself the whole time and my thought process type thing. So that was one of the biggest barriers for me. Are there any sororities or fraternities in the UK or London? No. So um, I spoke to the Delta. So there was a a girl, I think they caught she was like the head of Delta and Wilmington on her chapter I'm probably like butchering whatever her title was but she was quite senior in the ranks and um so she was in one of my classes and I I thought about joining joining them them because I saw about I read about people who were deltas and they seemed really cool mm-hmm. I said well there wasn't really a point of me joining because I'm gonna move back to the UK and they were just like yeah there's a presence in the UK and a few other sororities and fraternities said that and I said to them like there definitely isn't a presence in the UK. It's, most people would you say, would know, right? that. "Yeah, you would know." So I think it may be people who have moved across or whatever. But yeah, no, there isn't. Interesting. Unfortunately. Very interesting. Now I had another question. Um, the culture of the people, or like the women that you have seen in America, hence to the UK or London, are are the men, women in America more loose? The women no, the everybody's a city girl. Everybody's a city girl. In the oh, world? Is, yeah. <laughs> In the <laughs> world? No, do you know what? I would say, I think the girls in America are a lot more wild. At, when when I when I was there, than the girl from what I've seen in the UK. But I think with the UK, I think people are so reserved and like, oh, I don't do that, or no, it's that's not me. Whereas in the US, everyone is just really open about everything, like, very, very open. Yeah. Why is it like that in the UK? Is it because of the Queen? <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Yeah. I think it's just the culture of people, like, just... Yeah, like kind of like you don't want to like kind of like show all of your cards. You want to be reserved and don't want to be embarrassed. It's such a very British thing to do. Whereas what I loved about America and was that everyone seemed like they were quite free to say and do whatever, and they just owned their shit. Mm, because I watched the the Great British Cooking Show a lot, and because <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like all the British people they are like you said is very well diverse. But it seemed like everybody's really, really nice. Is that real? Oh, it's fake. Like, so like the difference. <laughs> and Americans will be racist to your face. So that's like I think. Well, there's that over and covert racism. Like Americans will be racist to your face. British people will be like smiling and say really nice things to you, but behind your back they will probably say something about you or whatever. That's that's the difference. Son of a Interesting. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> right here we like, give me your tea. Give me that Popeye's chicken. Yeah. <laughs> tea, please. More tea, please. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's crazy. That's, that's very interesting because, man, it kind of changed the dynamic of that show for me. Because <laughs> I was yeah. like, y'all are, y'all are too happy for the loser. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, they was clapping for the loser, yo. Yeah, because I'm like, they were all yeah. like, it wasn't like a competition, but it is a competition. And they have to go yeah. against each other. But when somebody left, like lost, they were just like, so sad. And I was like, huh? That means you just ranked up. Why are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh God, it's going to be such, That's such, such a tragedy. That's such a tragedy. Like, be a good sport. That they are losing. They are, they have left. She worked really hard on those crumpets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yo, like, uh, you, you winning. You know what I'm saying? That'd be heavy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's yeah, funny. It's, yeah, it's very, like, a British thing to do. But that's what I respected about when I was in America. It was like, I think people were being themselves and just no one was judgmental. Everyone was very open-minded and you were just able to live your truth and nobody would judge you for it. So when you came over here to good. America, did you have to fight people off with a stick? How do you mean? Um... Yeah, there are some interesting characters. Interesting um, characters. Yeah, uh, UNCW is an interesting place. <laughs> Could you elaborate, Rachel, on an instant? I mean, do you mean like fights and like fights, like physically fights? No, because you're very different. Your accent, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. came over here, it's like, wow, who is this beautiful person that talks like this over here now? We gotta have her. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what was interesting? So I had never... I think when I went to UNCW, I think, of course, like, you're going to get guys who, like, are interested in you. But then it was like, there were just so many, like, women as well. And I was like, wow, okay, this is interesting. <laughs> women as well? <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> oh, my so, God. So, um, it's not the same, like, that, as far as that culture, it's not the same in London, though? Like, they're not on it like that out there? Um, it's not that much, you know, LGBTQ representation. No, there is, there is a lot. But I think within the black community, no. And uh, I think what I noticed about America, like you can be like straight, like super straight as a, as a female. But if there's a girl that's hot, you you just make out with her because that's what you do. Or some people just sleep with them, and yeah, I'm still straight, but she was hot and it was a good night out. If that, if you get what I mean. That's in London. That's in the UK. You say. No, that was in the US. That's what oh, I found. Yeah, when I was in Templars. Uh, that's USCW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, son. Some nights got crazy. I ain't gonna hold. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I like it. And then the, if you just kind of just go with the flow, really, whether it's in the UK, that would, that could, that, I don't really see that scenario happening within the black community. Like, when you go into like a really hot black girl speaking in the club, having a good time, making out with her, and just thinking it's, you know, nothing nothing got it it was just what it is whereas in the u.s that was just pretty normal <laughs> oh wow so where would you rather live if you if, when you retire oh retire have you thought that far I, in the future no but i can see myself living in the u.s that's definitely the goal um i think it's a massive tech scene i'm in silicon valley there are so many opportunities i feel like there's atlanta that's amazing see what tyler perry's doing down there and you know all these other kind of celebrities i like that there are black hubs whereas in the uk i feel like there aren't you know black hubs and the ones that are you know there are a few that are developing now but they aren't as prominent it's us, you know, the, the millennials, I feel like, are, you know, really, really driving it forward. But I'd say the US, I feel like there's just still a lot of opportunity there. Fantastic. 
So, if you can give, like, the people in the U.S. any advice, what would you give them? I think if you can't, like, if you can't travel as much or afford to travel, because it's expensive to travel, um, I try to meet people from just different cultures or different backgrounds, you know. Even if they are, they are born from the U.S., their parents may have come from, like, China or Japan or, like, Africa or, you know, or else, because you can, you know, you can learn from so many people and... I, I say get some ideas. I think if you want to work nine to five forever, great. I'm not knocking it because I'm working nine to five. I feel like we're living in an era now where, you know, things are changing and, you know, the time is now to kind of get a side hustle going or a business going to be able to grow and develop that and to provide generational wealth for, you know, your family, your families and your generations. I think us as black people are at a disadvantage because, you know, slavery happened. All of, you know, the prominent black communities got, you know, burnt down in segregation, during segregation or robbed. So it was almost like black people had to start from scratch. And that's why many of us weren't born into, you know, into rich families. But I'd say, you know, the time is now, especially with technologies, all of these new technologies to kind of start and, you know, start building our skill set and upskilling. There are so many free courses. Go on YouTube, go on Coursera, which is really cheap, Code Academy, Free Code Camp, and just educate yourselves, really. Fantastic. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing because we are in the age. It makes me think, like, it's probably so cliche because you said tech is tech and tech is the way to go. makes me think of the movie Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, right. Like, had black excellence, and then they had black, they had black excellence, and then they also had the tech, which was very futuristic. But tech yeah. was the driving cause of their success, along with you know the the fantasy fantasy stuff, vibranium and things of that nature. But <laughs> if you're talking like in real mm-hmm. life, you would equate that with black success and technology. So if we all got behind it, is that what it would look like? possibly I, I think it's even possible and i feel like we we need to be so like um yesterday at the um tech summit that i went to this black lady called adiola i can't remember her, her last name but she's from america she was doing a presentation on machine learning and artificial intelligence and there was a slide saying that google um has racial bias towards black girls and is pointing advertisers towards like racist people to advertise to them and it's because a lot of these machines and a lot of films aren't being designed with people of color in the room. So we need more people in the room to design these systems that are going to affect us. So even like facial recognition, like on black people and people of color, it doesn't, it doesn't work that well because they start to target the wrong people and there's all of that bias that comes into it. But there aren't people in the room that's making those decisions and working and working on those systems for us so it's it's just about even being in the room and being present wow that's fantastic because just listening to you right now is another perspective and hope because we need to hear things like this because over in america this is we get a narrative you know we see tv we see movies we see the internet but that narrative is the same over here but yeah when you talk to people like yourself or people from other cultures, 
it changes the narrative, you know? So it, it gives yeah. it gives hope, like, wow, we don't have to really be like this is what they're telling us that we need to be like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, that's very encouraging. And I think more people need to be well-versed well and cultured with different cultures to see different right. perspectives and to have a different type of drive and, and ambition and motivation. That's what I got yeah. from what you said. Oh, thanks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, of course, you can, um, just talking to you, you're very intelligent, you articulate yourself very, very well, but your perspective is, is, is blanketing the world in such a way that we can see it through your eyes, because when you explain it to us, so we have to fight like 10, 20 times harder over here, but it's probably yeah. it's probably the same over there, but we don't know. But hearing you talk, definitely, you know, it's, what I'm saying? It just yeah, it's the same. It's I think it's almost I see it as it's it, it's the same, and but I think the voices are louder in the U.S. because mm. of the deep history. So, like when people talk about diversity and inclusion, here people don't know really knows that okay, it stems from like racism or segregation they just think oh, they just want another one in the room or they, they, it, it's just not hitting as hard as it should hit and i think because people are so far removed from the whole slavery roots the whole jim crow era and all, all of that they just see it as like another tick boxing exercise which is quite so frustrating to me mm. i mean it would have to be very frustrating because yeah, for real. <laughs> they say never forget 9-11 right <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Never forget. Never forget. Shaking my head. Right, but yeah. I, of course, we got friends that was a part of. I know people that was a part of 9/11 and that worked yeah. at cops and stuff worked at 9/11. But I don't. Well, they CGI'd it. They they help make the cameras to to fake the phone. What you mean? No. How they help? They they help because they was some of the police <laughs> officers and firefighters that lost their people yeah. when the buildings sure. fell. So. It's different talking to them because they seen it fall and they was covered in the dust. Yeah. But when I don't think people should compare tragedies to other tragedies. You At know? all, yeah. Because True. it minimizes that person's event, you know. So it's just like nothing can compare to slavery. And slavery, the reason why we still talk about it to this day, because we are still affected by it till this day. Yes. You see 100%. what I'm saying? So it's not like we're trying to keep a torch alive. No, we. It's generations upon generations upon generations, and we are affected by it. So it's not just the yeah. gym. It's not just the Jim Crow. Yeah. It's the universities that you even see were built. By yes. the, you know what I'm so it's just like it's, you can't get away from it. But what we can do is unify and and build upon it and move forward with change. Because it's not just us and our mindset. You see what I'm saying? We are faced with things such as the government. You know what I'm saying? Like systematically. Yeah. So it's not it just not just upon like we just wake up one day and say, hey, we changed. But that is the beginning of it. But to what I'm saying is to hear you talk is a step for it. Because now we see a, a different motivation. Because when we hear people from the UK or London talk, we just so amazed. And then, but to hear your perspective and see how things are. Because I was like, damn, I want to go to the UK. I want to move over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. You know, but you're saying that you yeah. want to come over here. So it's just like, 
is the grass greener or are they both the same color? I don't I don't know. Oh. So let's <laughs> let's just visit, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Why not? Like I think I think you guys would like it here though, like to visit and you know, to see things and you know, to meet people and things like that. So, so yeah. You think you think real Dale could live in, in London? You think I could I could I could function to my fullest <laughs> in London? I don't know. I'm inclined to say yes just because you're from New York. Okay. <laughs> and people in London aren't rude like people in New York. I think people in New York are so rude. Oh my god. Yeah, very nice people. <laughs> very nice. So rude. Could you say that with a straight could you say that with a straight face? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of Brooklyn, kind of Brooklyn. We show you hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think you possibly uh, I don't know, maybe. Maybe. I think you uh I'm not sure. I couldn't answer that question. How about you, Mario? Could you live in London or? Well, I think I, I think I'd rather visit first, and yeah, then, I can, then I can, then I can tell you because I don't know. After I get past the fascination of how y'all sound, I need to know how it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, don't, I need to know because I heard, it, I heard it rain a lot over there. Oh yeah, it does. Not, see, see what I'm saying? And they food portions is different. Like our, our largest are not even on their menu. Yeah. Like, our smalls is a large over there. Like, yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, you, so you I take, it, I take it you're very slim, Rachel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. I put on, I think, 10 pounds when I moved to North Carolina. Yeah, wow. that's, that's, that's yeah. interesting, though. Like, but it as is. far as I know, America, like, we, like, very overweight and stuff like that. But as far as, like, how is, like, the obese and situation, like, health over there in London? Like, there are a lot of big people. Like, how's that? There isn't a lot of big people, no. But I think the government are tackling obesity. So it's on their agenda. So if you're, like, overweight, um, you, you know, you get, like, a gym membership for free. And they give you, like, swimming classes. Wow. I think if your kid is overweight now, I'm not sure if they're penalised for it. But I think, you know, they're having serious conversations with you and trying to see how you can, like, reduce your kid's weight. And they're, like, taxing sugar. So now there's, like, a sugar tax on goods. And it's really strange because I don't really see that many big obese kind of, you know, people around. Not as much as I did when I kind of lived in America. But I think if I lived over there, I could be obese. Like, the food is so good. There's so much of it. It's hard not to be. Nah, you got that southern food. It's way different. Yeah. That southern food make you want to sit on your couch and just go to sleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did the southern food change your accent, Rachel? Pardon? <laughs> did the southern food you know what, change your accent? When I came out to the UK, so many people said, okay, you've got an American accent. Oh, really? But, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know what, Ty, didn't you think that every time I speak, people would say, what, huh? And I was like, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just going to speak like you. And then it just carried like through until I got back to London. And everyone's like, wow, you sound very different. Can you sound yeah. like it? Can you have an American accent right now? No. <laughs> Cause it'd be weird, like um, when you hear like see certain actors like Idris Elba and things of that nature. Yeah. He, you know what I'm saying? Like he from over there, right? The UK. So when he played, yeah. So when he played roles, you know he be talk. He played in the Wire. So he be talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's really good. He's good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he go home, 
<laughs> Amy talking straight from London, son. I was like, yo, I was confused. I was like, why he, why he, why, like, it's like a regular video I was watching. I think, like, some little, like, blog, blog, or something like that. And he was talking. And I'm like, why are you talking with like that accent? And I was like, oh yeah, he is from London. But right. I'm like, bro, this dude it's is crazy. <laughs> and there's the um, the guy from Get Out. I can't. Daniel Clear. He plays the main actor in Get Out. Yeah, he's from London, UK too. Yeah, he's from London. And there's the guy in Snowfall. If you watch it, I, I have that's... no idea what that is. I know, I know it's what like... that is. Snowfall. I've... I heard the name. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a lot of the rappers are watching it. It's like this kind of like cocaine, black, Mexican type show. Really good. So, yeah, he's from London as well. So, yeah, a bunch of like black men in London prospering with the US accent. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, it's been a pleasure, Rachel, to have you on the Wave Nation. It's been great being here. Like, it's been really fun. Oh, really? Fantastic. We've been trying to get you for months. I know I'm terrible. <laughs> it's all me. Like I'm the worst. But I was like, no, I have to do it. And I'm glad I definitely did it this, like, you know, this time. And you know, next time, just like let me know. And I, you know, I didn't know it was the season style in, so just let me know. And hopefully, it wouldn't take as long as it took this time. <laughs> no problem at all. You already know what it is. It's your boy Jay, who the prince. A.K.A. And I got my main guy, Ty. What it do, babe, bro? What's good? What's good? So I told you, you back with another one. Another jewel for y'all. So I sit back and listen. You sit back, 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 back. And thank you once again from the lovely Rachel from London. Thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. London. Bye. Let's get it. Hey, do it for me one time, Rachel. Say Wave Nation. Wave Nation. Woo! Let's go. (laughs) One, we out.